Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and it's great to be with you. And we are grateful for all of our listeners around the upper Midwest. I'm coming to you live from Bismarck, North Dakota, from my office at Corpus Christi. And today we do have the optional memorial, optional commemoration, actually, of St. Casimir. And today is also welcome to everybody, the only day on the calendar that is a command to March 4th, March 4th, 2021. And it's perfect that my first guest today is Bishop David Kagan, because Bishop Kagan, we are marching forth in the Diocese of Bismarck with our opening. Bishop, good morning. Good morning, Monsignor. Great to have you on. How have you been? What's new with you? Well, thank you. Uh, nothing is, is terribly new. Uh, just going about my, my business from day to day. And it, it's always great to have you on, uh, Bishop. I said at my Ash Wednesday homilies here at Corpus Christi that although we're beginning Lent, it really did feel like Easter. Our churches are filling up, and it's time. It's time. Yeah. Uh, we, we have a, our daily masses between about 170 to 240 here. Uh, we're bringing in around 1,500 uh, uh, through the weekends, and it's only going to get better. And this is all in this diocese because of your directive, which was effective the first Sunday of Lent, February 20 and 21. I'm just going to go through briefly what, what you... Uh, uh, put forth what has changed and what hasn't changed, and then we're going to talk about that, Bishop. But I, I am, I am one that's that's grateful. I was kind of expecting some new life in Easter, and you gave it to us um, early, and our people are responding. So, in the diocese of Bismarck, as of the first Sunday of Lent, uh, what changed was that the mass obligation was reestablished. The space, the spacing in our churches. Uh, was eliminated. Our penance services were allowed with screens only. Holy water is permissible. And choir participation was allowed with the usual numbers. And you allowed pastors to have some discretion in parish events and meals, mass servers, extraordinary ministers of communion, and funeral vigils and visitations. What has not changed is Holy Communion under the species of um, consecrated host only. So the communion cup remains suspended. Mm -hmm. The sign of peace remains suspended. Mm -hmm. The procession of gifts is suspended, as well as face-to-face confession remains suspended. So, Bishop Kagan, can I ask you why these directives, and why now? Well... Yeah, as I had mentioned to the uh, the priests, I, I've been watching very carefully from day to day uh, what had 
had been and continues to happen in North Dakota, and everything was trending, you know, in a most favorable direction downward. Uh, and um, I'd begun having some discussions with uh, not just some of the priests, but uh, some lay people I know, and um, it seemed that, you know, from their perspectives, uh, it was, we were getting close to it. It's time just to, you know, unless someone is seriously ill, of course, and uh, is in a place where they're, they can't get to Mass or they're confined in, uh, to home or a nursing facility, uh, it seemed the sentiment was, you know, uh, it's about time. You know, people have been pretty good and pretty careful uh, through the course of, of the uh, the pandemic. And uh, so I I met with the uh, Presbyteral Council, and it, it, they were unanimous. In, and we went over everything, you know, that uh, I eventually sent to all the priests and deacons. Uh, and they they too were unanimous that uh, it it was time, you know. And they understood, as I understand, you know, some people are still possessed of of great fear and some hesitation. But on balance, you know, given uh, the progress made here and uh, uh, the cooperation of everyone, uh, I was thinking I might. Reinstitute or reestablish the obligation on uh, uh, the fourth Sunday of Lent, uh, Laetare Sunday. Uh, but uh, given the sentiment, I decided, well, the first Sunday of Lent seems like a reasonable time uh, to do this. And so far, it seems, you know, it, it's working. So, you know, uh, and t- as time goes on, I, I think uh, uh, those Catholics who are, you know, were, were serious about keeping that Sunday and Holy Day obligation before the pandemic are, are uh, going to do that uh, again. So um, it wasn't just something I got up one morning and thought, well, geez, I'm going to do this. And uh, uh, so it, 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 it took a lot of uh, of time on my part and the parts of, of some other of the priests who helped me uh, put together what we sent out. And um, I'm grateful to them uh, and to uh, everyone who's been so cooperative with it. Bishop David Kagan is my guest of the Diocese of Bismarck. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. Welcome to Real Presence Live, and I hope you're having a good start to your March 4th. If not, I hope it gets better. We're talking about the new Mass directives from Bishop Kagan, uh, which were instituted, which were put into effect the first Sunday of Lent here in the Diocese of Bismarck. And, you know, I said, Bishop, to my staff yesterday at our staff meeting here at Corpus Christi, I said, you know what, in my nearly 30 years as a priest, this is probably one of the safest times to go to Mass. Um, right. there, 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 are, there are many people wearing masks. Um, we are not shaking hands for this sign of peace. There's no common communion cup. 
I'm, I'm sanitizing my hands like never before, before and after I distribute as well as I wear a mask. When I distribute mm -hmm. the, the Holy Eucharist, as does all of my Eucharistic ministers, my people are being vaccinated daily, and on top of it, there's no flu. Uh, so I, yeah. I, 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 the people have responded because I, I think they think that as well. I, I think that's correct. Uh, yeah, and as I said, uh, people have been, uh, by my observation, uh, uh, quite cooperative. And uh, I just, uh, I, I'm very grateful to everyone uh, for for their cooperation and uh, uh, and you know as I as we continue on through the course of uh, Lent and then into the Easter season, uh, I, I think more and more people uh, will uh, will realize you know there really isn't anything you know uh, to be afraid of by coming to mass. You know, people, and as I, I told them all in that video on our website, feel free to wear a mask if if you want to. Uh, the priests still have all the hand sanitizers available uh, when you come in or leave church. And, you know, it, it's just, you know, it, as I said before, it, it seemed to be the right time uh, to call people back. Uh, to the Sunday and Holy Day obligation. And, and I'm sure you uh, receive criticism for pretty much whatever you do, you will, from one side or the other. Well, but, yeah, you know, but that goes with the territory. That goes I guess, with the territory. You know? And, you know, there's really going to be, an, there's never going to be a, a, a perfect time to, quote, reopen. And no. uh, th let's also remember that there is a segment of the population that doesn't want to reopen and and well that, they that, prefer to kind of you know i don't i don't even know the right term to use but uh, they seem to prefer this uh as somehow this will you know solve the problem of the pandemic you know uh is staying separated and isolated but you know it just if you can believe what you see in the news, that doesn't work. It didn't stop the pandemic, and, uh, you know, uh, it's just, you know, uh, people will have to, you know, answer, you know, for their decisions to Almighty God uh, whenever that occurs. But uh, I, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to aid and abet that erroneous kind of uh, notion that somehow coming to Mass is going to spread the virus. Uh, there is simply no evidence whatsoever that that has happened, and uh, uh, not before, and uh, I, I don't see any since we reestablished the, uh, the obligation. And with your new directives, Bishop, I really think that you're keeping the COVID-19 pandemic about the virus, 
because yeah. th- th- this has at times become not just about a virus. And we, if we keep it about a virus, then I, I think we have what's called epicaeus, some, some reasonable directives. You know, we have a mask mass here at Corpus Christi. It's at 5.30 on Sunday. And I know that Father Eli at the cathedral has started a yeah. mask mass, for lack of a better term, a mask mass. Yeah. His is at 1.30 on, on Sunday afternoon. And, if that, and I, I'm very, very happy to do that as pastor here. If that gives people some some comfort, I, I'm I'm very very happy to do that. And you know, and, and still, uh, you know, people are are getting more comfortable. We have to get more comfortable being around each other. And this could uh, this could take a while after what we've been through in the last year. Well, yeah, you know, but when is the right time to do so? You know, it, it's it seems to me it would just be an arbitrary pick a date or something, you know, but uh, and every bishop is going to have to decide that for his own diocese. There isn't, you know, some formula we can all use uh, that ends up, yeah, this is the day we should do this. You just have to pay attention to what's happening in your own diocese, in your own area, your own own state, basically. And I, I think uh, our North Dakota people have been uh, very good uh, uh, in in doing what's been asked of them, and it, it's been a great help. So, and I don't I don't see that coming to a screeching halt uh, anytime soon. Now, people are free to, you know. You can make your own choices. You don't need either uh, me or, you know, the government, you know, controlling every moment of everybody's daily life. But uh, I think for the good of the Church and the good of the Catholic faithful, it's good that we're coming back uh, to Sunday and Holy Day Masses, you know, and if you know, in the season of Lent, uh, and I, I only uh, see what goes on at the cathedral from day to day, uh, the numbers of people coming to daily Mass are quite large, and, and nobody is, is panicking and, you know, running out of the building screaming or something, you know. So a word from the Diocese of Bismarck is that there is life after the pandemic shutdown. Bishop David Kagan is my guest, the Bishop of the Diocese of Bismarck. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, your host, and thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. We're talking about the reopening of the Diocese of Bismarck, the Bishop's new directives, which were put into effect on the first Sunday of Lent, and the people's response to that. And I know that the response here at Corpus Christi and throughout the diocese has been has been tremendous. You know, I visited with Christopher Dodson for one, but you know, he, he described California at one end of the spectrum in in reaction to COVID nineteen, and really North Dakota, South Dakota, maybe some of the upper states in the upper Midwest uh, on the completely other end. And I, I here in in North Dakota, one in seven have been vaccinated. Uh, that's certainly moving forward to one in five soon. About one in six have had it like I have. That's why I'm not being vaccinated, so I can save that resource for those who want it. It's reported mm-hmm. that another 25% are, are, um, are antibody positive or asymptomatic. In fact, NPR, yeah. 
NPR has referred to North Dakota as already having herd immunity. So it, it really does feel, with another 60-degree day here in Bismarck, it really does feel like spring. <laughs> yeah. That's well, for it, sure. I mean, it really does. Uh, Bishop, we want to visit with you first um, about that. And then just as we wrap up here, with just a few minutes to go with you as we come up to 17 minutes past the hour, John Paul II in his apostolic letter, The Day of the Lord, said that we have to continually rediscover Sunday. He said, I strongly urge everyone to rediscover Sunday. And, And we are really doing that like none other. So how can we continue to rediscover Sunday during this season of Lent? Well, first by being at Mass, uh, again, if, if you're physically uh, capable of and able to be at Mass, be at Mass. And, uh, you know, it, that's a marvelous apostolic letter that, that he wrote on uh, the Day of the Lord. And it's, there's a great deal that goes into discovering uh, Sunday itself and what it is, but primarily it all begins and emanates from uh, Mass and the worthy uh, reception of Holy Communion uh, to uh, just, in a sense, bask in uh, the light and the mercy of the resurrection of the Lord from the dead, and what does that does it really mean something to me in my daily life? Or am I just going through the motions of, you know, I, I'm there, I leave, and then I just take up where I left off? Uh, and um, uh, Or does Sunday, as the Holy Father uh, would go into much greater detail, uh, do I carry what I've just experienced at Mass, home with me to my family or, uh, you know, wherever I am on Sunday, and uh, rest in the Lord, you know, uh, don't do work that isn't absolutely essential. Uh, Take some time uh, just to be with family, do some decent reading, enjoy a day of of real rest from our labors you know and our culture is is so degenerated that uh and sadly sunday doesn't seem to be at least to the secular world any different from saturday or monday or any other day of the week that you know it's fine you know go shopping uh you know do your house cleaning, all of that stuff, you know, when in fact, if you tried, you could do that on a different day rather than, you know, uh, saving it up for Sunday. Rest in the Lord. And uh, the Holy Father goes into, uh, as I say, some uh, great detail, and it's quite beautiful uh, how he describes... uh, uh, you know, this, what he's calling us to, uh, to rediscover the Lord's Day. And uh, it's, it begins, certainly, most importantly, with Mass and Holy Communion. 
but it should extend beyond the walls of the church into everything we do on Sunday that somehow draws us closer and closer into communion with him. Bishop David Kagan is my guest. After consultation with his Presbyteral Council, he has pretty much reopened the Diocese of Bismarck as of the first Sunday of Lent, and we're, we're talking about that. Um, the dogmatic constitution of the Church says that all other sacred actions and all the other works of Christian life are connected with the Mass. They flow from it, and they're ordered to it. And it's, it's great, you know, in, in, in being away from it, the absence has really created some new desire to be back uh, to Mass. And so I'm teaching more about it. Maybe that's something we can do. Faith is seeking understanding. And it's just great to, to be with your leadership and to have you on Real Presence Live, Bishop Kagan. Well, thank you, Monsignor. You're uh, most ta- kind. Take care of Benny. How is Benny? The... Border Collie? He's resting comfortably uh, here in my office right now. So, of course, if I make any move to stand up, he thinks we're leaving, so he goes running down to the door. There we go. And I have to break his heart. Give him the best from Romeo. Romeo's over at the house. He's not over here in the office because yeah. Father Ani's doing a funeral right now, and we don't want, uh, we don't want things to get loose. So, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. No kidding. <laughs> and then you get another email, Bishop Kagan. So That's right. Uh, Thank you, Bishop Kagan. We'll visit again. Thanks, Monsignor. God bless you. God bless you. Well, there you have it, Bishop David Kagan. We're talking about kind of reopening the Diocese of Bismarck with the new Mass directives. What has not changed is this, I'll say again. Holy Communion remains uh, under the consecrated host only. There is no common uh, communion cup of the precious blood. There's no precious blood sharing of the cup. The sign of peace remains suspended. The procession of gifts remains suspended. I have to remember that this weekend, as well as face-to-face confession remains suspended. But other than that, yeah, we have a mask mass here. It's very popular, but people are getting used to being around one another again, and that's uh, certainly a good thing as as well as um, what it means to be church, right? The word church, ecclesia, means gathering, the assembly, and we're starting to do that as the living body of Christ once again. This is Real Presence Live on your Upper Midwest Real Presence Radio Network. We're coming up on 23 minutes past the hour. We're going to take a break here. And up next, we have a rocking chair reversion story. Uh, stay tuned to hear more about a, a woman's journey back to faith. And I will say this, we're giving away three pairs of tickets uh, for the uh, upcoming Uh, Symphony, I'm going to visit with Beverly Everett at the top of the hour, but if you'd like three pair of symphony tickets to be given away, 877-795-0122, the first three call-ins are going to get them. If you're not sure what it's about, we're going to give all the details at the top of the hour. This is Real Presence Live on your Real Presence radio network. Thank you to all of our supporters. We'll be back in just one moment. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.